0: Hey there, this is Steph from StephFuchio.com with a- another episode of Geopets Now Pod Pomo, uh, National Podcast Posting Month. I promised you I'd be back in a week, but I already have a different idea on what we can do between the guest check-in episodes, and that's what's going to happen today. But first, a little bit about Na Pod Pomo. Um, every day this month, crazy podcasters like myself will be posting a podcast episode. You can find out more at Na Pod homo.org. Also, there is a Facebook group. Just search for N-A-P-O-D-P-O-M-O. So uh, this is going to be a very experimental month for us on Geopets Podcast Network. For all of our... dare I say 10 podcasts so you'll be hearing bits from our different guests from the 10 different podcasts as well as different clips that I will play for you apparently because that is the thing that I got inspired to do once I started to listen to their reflections of their previous episodes, which is what I have dared my previous guests to do this month, is to listen back to their old episodes and answer a few questions that I had for them, because I am full of questions. In yesterday's episode, we heard from Summer Rylander of Eat Something, Go Somewhere, a food blog, and we heard from her talk about our discussion on Gia Pet's books, that used to be bookish expats, on the book Global Soul by Pico Iyer. And uh, I got really inspired when she was talking about the sense of place that we touched on in his book or about his book. And so I decided to reach into that very long episode. I think she mentioned it was an hour and a half long. So I reached in there and I took out a 10 minute, about a 10 minute clip where we're touching on that sense of place moment. And I want to play that for you today. So that is the rest of this episode. All the information from this episode can be seen in the blog post at na pod napodpomo, N-A-P-O-D-P-O-M-O, forward slash, 33. So what, what grabbed you in Chapter 7? Okay, there's one quote that, in my version of the book, is on page
1: 285. It says, the homes we choose, in short, deserve a tolerance we might not extend to the homes we inherit. And in a world where we have to work hard to gain a sense of home, we have to exert ourselves just as much to sustain a sense of other. And I thought that was interesting first because Ooh. we do tend to be more tolerant of the places that we choose to go. Mm-hmm. And then working hard to sustain a sense of other, um, he does seem to be very comfortable in his otherness in Japan because that mm-hmm. is some somewhere that, I guess, just by physical appearance alone, he will never be mistaken as, you know, a, a local, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Exert, though. See, that's got a negative connotation to it. It
1: does. Yeah, it does. It, it, that implies there's a lot of effort. Effort, yeah. Required. So, but then if you want to be another and you are exerting the effort to do so, why do you want to be that other why would you not want to fit in to the culture of this place that you've supposedly
0: chosen for yourself yeah yeah right i mean do people choose to be others
1: i mean i guess in a stand out yeah. from the crowd situation the whole i'm not like everyone else it, sure we all want to be unique and we all want to have our own things that make us special but from a cultural standpoint i think usually the the goal is to integrate you know, this is why right. we learn languages. This is why we, you know, want to have homes in places rather than just staying in hotels. We, we want to integrate ourselves into the culture and society. So I don't know exactly what he was getting at with, with that wanting to be other to the point where it required exertion.
0: Yeah, the exertion is throwing me. Because the rest of it sounds pretty serene. Pico, what do you do to us? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I found the quote I was looking for. It's under the alien home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's also the same chapter. Yep. <laughs> the, it's at like the, the first paragraph. At the end of the first paragraph, the only home that any soul can find these days, it seems, is in the midst of the alien and the indecipherable. Ooh. So he's kind of regulating everybody to the nowhere state at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. The only home that any global soul can find. Okay, so that's the answer to what, what home a sure. global soul can find. I think I would agree with that. Yes. It seems the mist of the alien and the indecipherable in the mist. <laughs> I can see the visual. Can you see it? Yes, I can. Wow. It's lovely. And indecipherable. It's funny. I used to have a, when I was trying to write, I used to have a byline mm-hmm. that was like, I prefer to be drowning in the, oh, what was it? I prefer to be drowning. Oh, oh it's most comfortable drowning in cultures I don't understand. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That That's was awesome. Um, yeah, well, yeah. nobody thought so but me, but um, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> how long ago was that, though? I feel oh. like we're in a more
1: global, connected world now. Early aughts, so like 2003, 2004. Okay, well then, I guess that wasn't so long ago. No, no,
0: but it feels like it, because mm-hmm. it was just at the beginning of the internet, but it was still, still a different place. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how quickly things have changed. Yeah, it really is. But I think it's funny because I didn't know the term third culture kid when mm-hmm. uh, back in the back in the day when I first read this. And it took me until chapter four, I think, this time mm-hmm. to realize that he was the third culture kid <laughs> when he was growing up. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense on his perspective on life. Like he fits a lot of the characteristics mm-hmm. of third culture kids. But I don't think they were it was talked about quite as much back And well, if he if it was published in 2000, he probably was writing it in the late 90s. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Why do you why do you think he wrote this book?
1: That's a great question. (laughs) I I (laughs) guess maybe because at the time there wasn't as much discussion of the expat immigrant global soul experience. You know, now you can find. Lots of writing about that, a lot of think pieces, books, expat memoirs, um, podcasts, of course, about it. So if you want that kind of connection, if you want that outlet, you can find it. But perhaps, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, there wasn't as much of that. And he needed to express this feeling of what it means to be a global soul.
0: He does address this at the end of that same chapter, the, the Japan mm-hmm. chapter Chapter seven, he says, uh, and this is similar to what I heard in the video in the interview last night. Uh, in short, the very notion of what is here and there, what is familiar, what is strange, has to be reconfigured in the modern world. And he actually said in the interview that I was watching that he was like the anomaly as a kid, like him being from Indian parents and living in the UK, then living in the US and like all of his his othernesses. He said he was the weird one. And he had to like, every time he had to answer the question, where are you from? People would start rolling their eyes because it took so long.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's
0: like, but now he goes to the cities that he had in this book.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's
0: like, and these kids are way more complex culturally than he was. Sure. So he saying that it's, it's shifted. But I guess this was part of the beginning of the shift.
1: Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah, I think he was right on the cusp of maybe no one talking about it, at least not as openly, and then everybody talking about it. So he was in a transitional phase with it almost.
0: I guess part of me is thinking, why the hell does it matter? And it's funny that I say that because this is like a huge part of why I podcast is <laughs> vocalizing this life. Sure. So why does it matter that people know about people that don't stay in one place or aren't from one place? I
1: don't know if the message is necessarily supposed to get out to the people who aren't us, but maybe oh. to connect with the people who are and who can relate.
0: Oh, check. He did it. Well, mm-hmm. at least he reached one person. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. So he wrote it for people so they wouldn't feel so alone.
1: Yeah, I think so. It's it's interesting to connect with other people who do like to wander because they can relate to the feelings and experiences that you've had, and they probably want to talk about those things too. So it's not something you can necessarily get into a conversation with just anyone.
0: Yeah. I... Okay. I have a a very tiny part of a quote and then I have a thought that's probably going to escape me when okay. I do this. But also in the same chapter, literally the other side of the book, a sense of home or neighborhood can only emerge from within. Mm. Okay. I have I have strong issues with that statement.
1: Yeah. I do too, because that
0: implies that it doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. And it implies that you want what is it called? Uh, a sense of home. <laughs> Right. Yes.
1: Exactly. It aligns a little too closely with that saying of "wherever you go, there you are." And, yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. You know, a sense of place is just too important to to me and to you and to people who like to explore and be out in the world. I don't think it's okay to say that home and neighborhood and all
0: that only comes from within. See, and that's par- that's part of my struggle with some of some of the stories in the book. Now is that I now that I've actually lived more of an overseas life since I started this lifestyle, I I feel more of his pull towards home. I feel more of his like geopat angst, and I I feel more of the negative side of it when I read it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just. I, f- I feel like maybe it's to himself, maybe to make himself feel better about his nowhereness, yeah that yeah, and to play devil's advocate, you could also interpret that
1: saying as that's an advantage, you know that you don't need to have a geographic home because you have home within yourself, so you know, if you look at it in the right way, yeah, sure, it's nice, it's warm, it's fuzzy, but you know at the same time, I think place just has such an impact on. Who you are and how you're inspired to get through life. And it, it's just, yeah, I don't know.
0: If you like this or any of our Geopets Nod Pod Pomo episodes, or honestly anything that we do with any of the Geopets podcast Podcasts, any of the Geopets Podcasts, blah, here are a few ways you can help keep us going. All of our podcasts are hosted on Captivate FM, an insanely creator-oriented hosting service with personality, marketing know-how, and more. So yeah, I highly recommend them, to say the least. I have an affiliate code in the show notes of this episode, as well as on the blog post, which I will share with you in just a second. So feel free to go there, click on that, and either start or move your podcast over to Captivate. Also, you could buy me a coffee there's so much work that goes into this month as well as the rest of the year of podcasting I wouldn't mind a little tip and that tip is in the form of buy me a coffee at can you guess buymeacoffee.com forward slash geopats g-e-o-p-a-t-s you can also review this podcast on podchaser and I'll have that link for you in the show notes as well you can spread the word about our podcast services, including but not limited to podcast editing, podcast workshops, and more. You can see all of that at stefffuccio.com forward slash pod services. I would love to hear from you about this or any other episode. I am Steph Fuccio, S-T-E-P-H, Fuccio, spelled not slowly, F-U-C-C-I-O, on Twitter and Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can even leave a voice message on SpeakPipe on stephfuccio.com if you would prefer to do a voice message, which I love. All the information from this episode can be seen in the blog post at stephfuccio.com, napodpomo, N-A-P-O-D-P-O-M-O forward slash 33. Thank you so much much to Summer, who took the time to reflect on her previous episode from July 2019. It's hard to imagine it was that long ago, but it was. Um, And she did that yesterday. So if you haven't heard that, now that you've heard this clip from the long episode we did in July 2019, dig back into yesterday's episode to hear her thoughts on it when she listened to it recently. This episode is brought to you by stephfuccio.com. Yes, that is me, Uh, where I offer custom services, including but not limited to podcast editing, podcast workshops, and more. You can find all of the notes from this podcast episode at stephfuccio.com forward slash napodpomo forward slash 33. Thank you so much. See you tomorrow.